Hey friends, you're in for a rare treat today with this interview with Denna Renee. I know you're going to love her by the time this episode is over. So when I started planning out the first season of The Artisan CEO, I wrote with a few very specific people in mind. These were business owners that I had met and become friends with and people who were struggling with the exact issues that we're covering here on the podcast, both in the first few episodes and episodes to come. It's actually because of some of the conversations with today's guest that this podcast was finally born instead of continuing to sit on my list of big dreams that never actually got accomplished. So I wanted to bring her on to share her story so that you can hear from someone other than me who has walked through the same gauntlet that you have of learning to think like a CEO. Let's get into the good stuff. Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. Hey, Jen, I've been looking forward to this conversation for weeks, and I am so, so glad that you were able to make time for this chat with me. Oh, girl, I am so excited to be here. It is such an honor to join you here today. You know that I've fangirled over you for a very long time, so I'm super <laughs> excited to spend an afternoon with you. It's good. It's going to be so good. So for those of our listeners who have not met Denna yet, she is a brand photographer based in the Midwest. Would you call Oklahoma the Midwest? I think so. Yeah, the okay. South, you know, kind of depends on who you're arguing okay. with. but the Southern Midwest. Um, <laughs> and she has also been kind enough to be my on-set assistant for my travel shoots this year. So I've had a chance to get to know her really well throughout drives and travel and airports and all of that. And actually, some of the conversations that you and I have had during those long drives, uh, those have played a big role in planning out episodes of The Artisan CEO. So thank you for being willing to come and share in real time. Because I know some of our listeners are going to be in a very similar place to where you were just a year and a half ago. Um, so, okay, I want you to tell people about yourself. Um, I know in some podcasts I've been a, a guest on, they like read off a, a little like bio beforehand, but I want you to tell people about yourself in your own words. So um, I've got a few rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? Absolutely. Okay. So tell me who, what you do and who you do it for. I am a brand photographer for creative service-based entrepreneurs. Crush it. That's an Instagram bio right there. <laughs> um, how long have you been in business? I've been in business for three years now. I'm about to go into my fourth. I'm super excited about that. been playing with the camera for about eight years, but real business owner for three. Okay. What made you start a business? I don't think I've ever asked you. This is not on my list of questions, but if you've been playing with the camera for eight years, what made you start? Well, actually, my dear friend and sister, Lily, had her own photography business, and she did not enjoy the interaction with people as much as I did, and so she would have me come along with her and post clients and interact with them, and she would work the camera, and she was absolutely wonderful at it. Oh my gosh, that's like every artist's dream, right? <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. So I absolutely loved working with Lily, and she then decided to start a family, and I did not have that outlet anymore to continue working with clients. And I was like, oh my goodness, this has become a part of my life. I love serving them. I love coming alongside. And I was like, well, I think it's time to start my own business. I love that. Okay. So that was three years ago. And how long ago did you start shooting brand sessions? So I actually only started shooting brands. It's just under 18 months ago. So I'd been playing around with it a little bit with headshots, but not actual brand photography. Okay. All right. We're going to get into that in a second. Um, <laughs> what is something that's going really well for you right now? 
Okay, so this one I'm excited about. I also feel like I don't quite have the right to like put it out there all the way yet. But I am excited about serving brands at this time. So I've nearly gotten to the point where I've pivoted out of weddings and I'm primarily just serving brands at this point. And I'm really excited because I'm also getting to the point where my finances are starting to come in alignment with that as well, which is very, very exciting for me. I feel like you're in that place where I was when I was getting ready to leave my corporate job in 2012 and people were like, what do you do? And you're like, well, I mean, I'm like a, I'm like a wedding photographer. <laughs> You can just say it. Like you're a brand photographer. That's going well for you right now. Like the, the pivot into that ex, like exclusive. Are you are you planning on doing that exclusively? So I'm planning on serving brands through uh, brand photography and then also small business owners. I would like to do some small business coaching and be able to help them with the back end of their business and getting that into place. Okay. Last rapid fire question. What is the best business book you've ever read? Ooh, Business Made Simple by Donald Miller. It's super practical, applicable, and at the end of each part that you read, there's like action steps to take. I love that. Oh, I like that. Is that newer than his story brand book? It is newer than his story brand book, yes. Okay. Story brand is one of those books that like I've been hearing for years I need to read. And I'm like, but I read the back cover, so I feel like I have enough of a like an idea of what it's about that I don't need to read. And it's like, Abby, just go read the book. Like just put it on Audible and read or or read it, but just do it. It's a great book, oh. but let's be real, girl. You're already living out like story brand as far as the way that you're telling <laughs> your client's story and like sharing your life on Instagram and social media and blogs and all that kind of good stuff. So, well, maybe if I read story brand, then I could be all the more intentional about it. There you so, go. we'll there put you it go. on my list of books. Okay. So, the reason I wanted to have you on here and I wanted my audience to hear from you is because obviously you're one of my students. You were one of the first people to enroll in Brand Photography Academy when we launched it the first time. And with the time that you and I have had to spend together at various brand shoots, that means that I have had the privilege of having an even deeper look into your business than I typically get with our students. Um, and I have loved seeing your mindset shift from just an artist or like someone who really has fun taking photos for other people to that's more of that CEO mindset. And that's inspired me a lot. And so I wanted to hi highlight that for other photographers so that they can see how far that you've come and understand that this is not like just an Abby thing, that this is the kind of growth that's absolutely within reach for them when they make those, those mindset shifts to thinking more like a CEO. So... Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely going to want to join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation. And learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist, that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media, and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. 
it's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's gonna leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. Can you take me back to where you were in March of 2021 before Brand Photography Academy? And I, I want you to tell me about uh, where your business was. I want to know what kind of work were you doing because you said you started your business three years ago, so a year and a half ago before you started doing brand shoots. What kind of work were you doing? What kind of success were you seeing? How satisfied were you with like how your business was supporting your life? That kind of thing. Tell me, tell me where you were 18 months ago. Absolutely. So 18 months ago, I was very grateful and I'm still very grateful that I was at the point that I was serving brides and grooms and my wedding photography business was growing. It was thriving. I was busy and I was I was so grateful for that. However, that wasn't exactly where I wanted to stay. Um, I'm going to go back a little bit further than March of 2021. In May of 2020, we were all, you know, spending a little bit more time at home and all that kind of good stuff. And I remember at one evening I was scrolling. Yes, I was scrolling on Instagram, guys. I was scrolling <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> I was scrolling on Instagram and I remember I was scrolling and all of a sudden this photo just stopped me mid scroll. And I was like, what is this? And I was looking at this beautiful photo that you, Abby, had taken. And it was of Ashlyn Carter. And she was sitting on the ground with her legs kicked off to the side. She had paper crumpled around her. She had this beautiful wall of like papers that she was like workshopping and like writing on. And I remember just looking at that and go, this is different. This is real. This is relatable. I don't even know what it is that I love about this, but I love it. And like just instantly just sitting there and going like, I want to do stuff like this. I want to make stuff like that. I want to make people feel what I'm feeling as I look at Ashlyn, the way that Abby made like made me feel again as I was looking at Ashlyn. I was like, I want to create beautiful, like relatable, intentional images that look like this. And that began like the process of like, this change that was happening in my mind to the mindset of like, is this, is this something that other people can make other than just Abby? Is this like an Abby only thing? Um, and so I began having like these thoughts and, um, I started taking a lot of headshots and fun stuff like that. And so that's kind of where I was at the, my business as I was getting ready to go into March of 2021 is I was having desire to take brand images, but I didn't know how to do that. And I was just kind of taking fun headshots, which was great, um, but it wasn't intentional brand imagery. Okay. All right. So sort of dipping your toe into the brand sphere, but not getting the kind of results that you knew were possible. And that was why you enrolled in BPA. Okay. Absolutely. So fast forward to a year now, like a year and a half later, where are things these days? Like how has that desire but not necessarily having the skill set to to execute brand photos the way that you want to or being creative with storytelling within the frame how has that changed for you in about february of 2021 i reached out to a dear friend that i absolutely adore as like hey boo like i really like this brand photography thing that's like starting to take place that I, we're starting to like hear rumors and rumblings around it in the creative industry and I really want to try some of this. I was like, can we meet up at a coffee shop and like try to take some photos? Like she was a photographer too. So I was like, let's just do like some headshot swaps and like, let's see if we can make this work. She was so kind. She was willing to go with me. We went to a local shop and we met there, we ordered coffee. And then it was like, 
okay, and now what? Um, so yeah. it was fun. She said, like, and now it's time to start. And you're like, but where? But where and what do we do? What do we take pictures of? <laughs> it was uh, it was quite the experience. So she was so gracious. We took photos of her smiling at me while she was holding a cup of coffee with one hand on the laptop and her makeup was absolutely perfect. It was great. She was so kind. But I remember going like, this still doesn't feel very Ashlyn and Abby-like to me. Not that we're trying to copy, but I like I wanted that same emotion. And I was like, this just feels like another headshot. This just feels like another photo. And was my friend beautiful? Absolutely. But it didn't stand out. It didn't feel different. Um, And so I didn't understand how to get from point A to point B. I didn't understand the disconnect or anything that was happening there. And that's when BPA came into my life. So the next month I enrolled in BPA. I was so excited, guys. I literally like set an alarm for when it was going to launch. I was ready to purchase. I did not want to be the first person to purchase. So I actually, you know, waited. It was a little bit calm and waited a few <laughs> moments, but then jumped right in. It was, it was wonderful. Little did I know I was actually one of the first few people that purchased it. Abby, you create amazing work and I couldn't wait to jump in. But y'all, I have to be honest. I did binge watch BPA as soon as I got it. And I was like, wow, this thing is power packed. Um, And then I was like, I know I'm going to binge watch this. And then I know I'm going to go back and watch it and like take notes and like take um, a lot of time to be very intentional about what I'm learning here. My excitement definitely got the best of me. And I was like, I got to watch the whole thing. And then I'm going to go back and like take notes. Side note, how long did that take you to make your way through all of it? Okay. So I actually watched um, like when I was watching it binge binge style um i watched it during office hours in two days and then when i went my gosh that's amazing i didn't realize you could do it that fast there it was these were long office days my friend it was like (laughs) going going to the office with your tea sit down press play start working editing doing all the things and then you know take a break for lunch and then continue back on right in the afternoon do that for two days guys and you can get through bpa too well, you could in 2021. I don't think you could do that now. There's not enough yeah. hours in the day. You've added a little bit more to it since then. But Oh, my goodness. Yes, I think it's literally impossible. Um, and then to actually take the time to go through the course and, like, really take notes and apply it, I really tried to take, like, a chunk each week. And so I went through it in about four to six weeks. I can't remember exactly, but it was about four to six weeks that I was going through and, like, implementing this and, like, writing things down and taking notes. Okay. So once you did that and then you went out for your first brand shoot after going through all of that, armed with this new roadmap, armed with this new system, how did things change at your next shoot? Oh my goodness. It was night and day. So before I was showing up and I'm like, I don't really know what to do. I would even have a Pinterest board of things saved that I was like, guys, I think I plagiarized. I'm so sorry. Um, But I'd have a Pinterest board of things saved that I was like trying to mimic and copy and have go through. Um, But then once I had gone through BPA, it wasn't even the day of the session that things changed. It was prior to that as I was starting the process of like speaking with clients, planning things out setting expectations, having a shot list going into the day to be prepared. It was incredible. I remember going to my first brand session after watching BPA. It was for a local florist. She was an absolute gem. And I Is still that the love- one with the envelope? Yes. Oh, I love that one. That one's on your homepage. It's so good. You're so sweet. No, I I personally am grateful for that. But I never would have even thought of something like that, a photo like that, to share something that she was launching in her business 
if I hadn't spent time getting to know her and getting to know her brand and doing my research. And so I remember going in knowing I was going to create that image and being excited to create that image. And this was very different than my coffee shop experience Mm. with my dear friend. Do you feel like you're remote? Because I can just like hear the joy and the like anticipation in your voice. Do you feel like you were more excited for the session itself on the day of because you had a plan? Like, were you this excited before your headshot sessions before? Okay, I was not even close to being this. Like, I was excited because I got to hang out with people that I loved and was getting ready to take photos. But I was not excited about the actual taking the photos because I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) They were being fully transparent. I was very, very nervous going in. And I still occasionally, I still feel nerves going to sessions, but it's more of the excited like anticipation that we're getting ready Mm -hmm. to do something and create magic and beauty and like all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, But no, these are stark differences in the level of excitement. And I just felt, I felt empowered to show up and to serve. Like I knew even if I was nervous, I felt like I could walk in and still serve my client well, despite the nerves, and then be able to deliver a gallery or a library of intentional imagery that was not only going to serve them, but their ideal client. And Mm -hmm. that was, oh my goodness, y'all talk about like empowering and like a little confidence booster. It was, it was night and day. And just like for anybody who's listening to this, like I, Denna has witnessed this on every occasion that we have shot together. I get nervous before every shoot. And I think sometimes that's a good thing because it keeps you on your toes. Like one of my biggest fears as a photographer is resting on my laurels. And and I have been guilty of doing that in the past of like, hey, I'm at the top of my game or like, I feel like I'm pretty, like I've plateaued talent wise. So there's no, there's no point in pushing any further. But I think that those nerves keep us on our toes because those mm. nerves are there because we want to do a good job for our clients. So you can either channel those nerves and that anxiety into a positive way to push you forward, or you can let it when you when you approach without a plan, and then you also have the nerves. That's when I feel like your creativity locks up, and you are just like deer in the headlights. Like I don't know what to do next. But when you've got the nerves to keep you on your toes, and then the plan that you've already taken the time to be proactively creative about, those two together can actually be a really powerful force. So don't be afraid of the nerves. I get them every time, but just make sure you're channeling those nerves in the right direction. <laughs> Oh, that's so encouraging. And I've been blessed to see Abby like live this out firsthand. And I agree. It is so true. And having that direction to channel that all is, it's so empowering. And plus then when you get stressed out and you're like, I feel like I'm deer in the headlights, you can just be like, excuse me, I need to go get a glass of water or I need to check my production binder. Half the time I check, not half the time, I'd say like maybe 18% of the time that I check a production, my production binder and check my shot list on set, it's because I'm nervous and I'm like, I just need to take a beat. Mm. And it's great for that because you're being productive and also calming your nerves. But I wanted to go back to this conversation that you and I had almost exactly a year ago at this point. It was at Wendy Conklin's shoot. Wendy, she's the owner of Chair Whimsy, wildly fascinating business owner. If you guys don't follow her, she's at Chair Whimsy on Instagram. We were in Texas, Round Rock, Texas, staying in an Airbnb. We were having a conversation about your business the night before the shoot. This was the first time you assisted me and I did not hold back. And I just apologize if I overwhelmed you at that point. Um, But we were talking about, this is what we call one of those put a pin in it moments. Like, you know, when someone's making like a line graph with yarn because they're trying to follow the trail of a serial killer on a TV show. (laughs) This is, this is that, but like in a more positive aspect, like you put the, you put the thumbtack in and then the yarn changes direction for, for me, it's typically an upward trajectory. So we were talking about how you were, cause you were still doing like some family portraits at the time, right? Mm -hmm. You were definitely still booking weddings and you told me that you were frustrated about 
these requests that you were getting on a pretty regular basis from not even like close friends, but from acquaintances, like people that you went to church with or people that you weren't super close with, but they knew that you were a photographer and they were asking you for discounts. And you said, I think you said that after you told them your pricing, they said, okay, yeah, but like, what would you charge me? Mm -hmm. And that you felt obligated to give these acquaintances a discount which was frustrating, but it's also something that a lot of artists struggle with, especially starting out. And definitely because you have told me in the past, you didn't start your photography business because you love photography. You started it because you love serving people, right? Yes. Right. So that when someone's like, hey, can you serve me? But like at a discount, it's like almost a double whammy. Like you get the artist insecurity of like, oh, serving artists, but then also like, but I just want to serve and love people well. So they're like really hitting you in the gut. Right. And so given the training now that you have from Brain Photography Academy and the time assisting me and the, the increased expertise that you bring to the table now as a photographer and as a business owner, given all of that, How has that challenge of somebody asking for a discount, how has that changed for you now, if you were to get that question today? Wow. If I was to get that question today, um, the first thing I would do is, um, so one, I was having these conversations in person, which was so kind. Like, I love being relational and I love having conversations. You're a positive person. I love you. You're like, it's so kind. I was having these conversations in person. I'm like, <laughs> it was so hard. Just send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that's the thing. I remember talking with you and you were like, one of your first like action steps that you can take to like make this shift is have these conversations via email and say, oh my goodness, I'm so honored that you're interested in working with me. Let me have them send me an email. They send you an email asking for your pricing. Sorry, carry on. No, no, no. Thank you guys. This is why we love Abby. She will make sure that we are heading in the right direction that will grow our lives and business and be successful. So So now I ask people to go ahead and send me an email. And when they do that, then I'm able to send them my pricing information and move forward with the process. And they're able to make an educated decision based off that information. It puts me back in control of my business instead of me allowing other people to run me and my business, um, which then in part allows me to serve them better in the long run. The other thing that is just really encouraging is now... I feel like I'm able to serve people so much better because when I'm there, I'm there wholeheartedly. And then when I'm serving my brands, I'm able to serve them with intentionality where I know that they are going to be better because they worked with me. And so knowing that, knowing that I'm doing them a service by showing up and photographing their brands in a way that showcases their strengths and is relatable to their ideal client, I feel confident in charging them because I know this is going to have a positive impact on their business for preferably years and years to come. Yeah. And that's, I love what you just said, that the, that the attitude of charging full price, that it allows you to be fully there. A discounted price can mean discounted attention. Like, well, I didn't charge them full price, so I don't have to give them everything that I would give a, a fully paying client. Whether we acknowledge those feelings or not, those are often there. And so for you, respecting your time And what you, like the expertise that you bring to the table enough to tell people, I can't do this for you for any less because I want to give you my best level of service. And this is how I can do that. One of the things that you said (laughs) last September when we were talking about this, Dennis's husband's name is Chad. You were frustrated by this request, but you didn't know how to answer it. And like, you felt like it was kind of unfair. And you, one of the things you said was like, is Chad not supposed to have cereal? Like Chad loves cereal. And if you don't pay me full price, like where does that money come out of? And that was something we we talked a lot about that night was, mm-hmm. yes, where does that money, when you give people a discount, where is that coming out of? Because it's 
it's coming out of some other area in your business. So if you want, if the, if they don't want to pay a hundred percent, but you want to give them a hundred percent, where is that missing percentage coming from? Because it does come from somewhere. Yes. I remember that conversation so well, because now, whenever I've been asked for, like I have been asked since that time for discounts. Um, and whenever I am asked those questions, I always think, okay, again, where is this coming from? Um, where am I willing to take these funds from? Is Chad willing to go without cereal? Like you said, those are things <laughs> that now think it, I, they stick in my mind. And I'm like, okay, what am I willing to sacrifice to do this? And um, then I'm able to make a decision based off of wisdom and intellect and not feelings and emotion. Mm-hmm. It's like Ashlyn always says, facts don't care about your feelings. Like we don't need to let and, – and, and like an emotion-driven business, like – I, and I think this is something as artists we do struggle with more than maybe somebody who works in like a like a standard desk job, right? Like what we do is so born out of either our innate gifts or things that we're drawn to as artists. Like it feels like it's a part of us. And so there is a strong tendency there. I I still have trouble with this sometimes. I was telling you about uh I was telling you about this the other week when we were in Florida for KT's shoot of like feeling like well, this person expects me to shoot for a discount and Matt being like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's, but I think as artists and, and I will go so far as to say as women, like, I think that this is something we struggle with so that when someone questions our price, if you haven't taken the time to sit down and list out, here are all of the reasons that I am qualified and, and you haven't taken the time to sit down and assign a number to the number of hours that every project takes. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know what it costs you to do a project, that it can be very easy to allow emotions to influence those decisions because you don't have anything hard or sticky to go off of. You're just going based off of like, well, how does this make me feel right now Mm -hmm. without also considering how is this going to make me feel when I have to go show up and do this work and know that I'm not being paid for it? Or how does it make me feel to have to take the to the evening away from my family and know that like somebody else paid me the same like a higher price to do the same job? Like why did I say yes to this discount because I felt guilty? Like guilt is not an effective decision making tool. I'm just going to put mm-hmm. that out there. It's a very poor tool to guide your decisions. So like when we're clear on the facts of the issue of like what your hourly rate should be. We talk about that inside BPA, like how many hours it takes you for pro- for each project, what you want to bring in each year. You know exactly how much it's going to cost you to discount the client. And then the question is, okay, where else do you – because I think it was I think it was actually you who said it. Like you were quoting somebody else. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else, right? Or mm-hmm. when you say yes to something that allows you to steal your time, it's stealing from some other area of your of your life or your business. And so, okay, where do we want that to steal from? Which, And that's, that's not to assign any kind of negative intent for a client because I think a lot of times people are just like, well, you don't know if you don't ask. And right. it's never meant to be offensive and it's not meant to be disrespectful, but it that's where it's – we've talked about this in the podcast in the past. Like it is up to you to teach clients how to treat you. And if you treat them – if you teach them to treat you like it's okay to ask for discounts and it's okay to not value your services at the price tag that you have assigned them, it undermines every other boundary that you've put in place with, with your business. And so it is it is good and right for you to stick with your prices for the integrity of the other clients that you've charged the same price to, but then also to make sure that you can show up with integrity to those jobs and know that you're giving it your best because you're being paid what you should be. 
That is so good. I know that one of the most empowering things for me, there were many that came out of BPA, but was really learning what the cost of doing business was for me. I thought I had a pretty good idea, but in that class that we go through or in one of the modules that we go through, um, when I actually sat down and put pen to paper and like wrote it out and like figured out all these numbers, I was like, okay, this is wildly different than what I thought I was doing. (laughs) And I was like, I was it higher or lower? (laughs) Okay. So uh, the cost of doing business was higher than what I thought it would be, which I think that's usually the norm. And I was really able to then make decisions based off of facts, again, facts and not feelings. And that was empowering. I love that. I love that's like, that's my goal, right? Is for artists to stay in business for as long as they want to, because Mm -hmm. they're running their business, like a business and not an expensive hobby and knowing your numbers is such an essential part of that. So I love that you sat down and did that. All right, so switching gears a little bit. So you are attending the Show at Spark conference in a couple of months. We've talked about this. I'm so excited for you. A few of my other students are going to be there. Some of my clients are going to be there. If you guys have not heard of Show at Spark, it's a conference for people who use Show It or want to use Show It. It's not just photographers, but there are going to be a lot of photographers there. Um, and there's there's going to be a lot of photographers there who are in the same place that you were not that long ago. And so when you get into those deep conversations, which I know you will because you are so good at asking questions. When you're talking to those photographers who are exactly where you were and want to get to where you are, what is one piece of actionable advice that you would give them? Something that they can do that day or like 48 hours later when they get home, something that will help them move closer to thinking like a strategist and a CEO? Take Brand Photography Academy. (laughs) I did not pay her to say that, I promise. She didn't, guys. But, like, honestly, guys, this was a game changer in my business. Like, purchasing the course was a pivotal moment. Like, it changed the trajectory of my career. I fully believe that. So, one, take BPA. And then, two, if you're not in the season where you're able to take BPA right then, listening to the Artist and CEO podcast, y'all. This gives you actionable steps. It gives you a taste of BPA. It does not give you BPA, y'all. But it gives you a taste, and it will give you actionable steps right away. But, y'all, Brand Photography Academy, one thing that I love that Abby does that I think is extremely rare is she pulls back the curtain on her business and she shows like from beginning to end the entire process of serving her brand clients. I've I've had the privilege of working with her on several brand shoots at this point as her travel assistant. And y'all, I've seen her process. There's nothing that she's hiding from us. I promise. Like, even if you've watched the behind the scenes <laughs> videos, like that's real. That's exactly what it's like on a day. She does have fun and quote movies and sing. Um, but she's also incredibly intentional and warm and makes her clients feel confident in front of the camera. And y'all, you've seen her final work. If you've been like, if you've followed her along on Instagram, which I'm guessing you have because you're listening to this podcast. Um, And it's beautiful. And she's not holding anything back from us. There is no secret sauce that she's not sharing with us. There are no hidden like gems that she's not sharing. Again, it's all out there. And she walks you through from beginning to end how to find, book, serve, execute, and then like deliver like to your clients a full brand experience, a full brand session that is going to leave them as raving fans, which is Rare, incredible, encouraging. It just makes me so excited. And I'm like, guys, you got to take it. My cheeks are probably really red right now because it's it's uncomfortable <laughs> to have to sit to, and listen to someone say so many nice things about you in a row and you can't respond. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dana. That means the world. So, okay, final question for you. You have obviously just told me how valuable BPA has been for you. And I have seen firsthand, I've watched your Instagram. I've seen you in person. I've seen your website mature. I've seen how your business changed over the last 18 months. and 
you also know that I am a big fan of straight talk, no fluff education. So if somebody was on the edge of joining BPA, like what would you tell them to help them understand if it's right for them, if it's a yes or if it's a no? But here's the thing. BPA, not only did it teach me how to serve a brand client, but it had this unexpected effect on me. I went, I feel like there was this mental shift that went from me thinking about my business as something that either ran me or that my clients were in control of to transitioning from just like working in my business as the artist to starting to think like a CEO, to start thinking like a strategist. There was this unexpected thing as you begin to understand brands, as you spend more time researching businesses and getting to know them, you begin to realize how a business works and functions. And then you can easily identify areas of strength that you're like, wow, this is wonderful. This is something I want to grow in. And you're also able to identify areas of weaknesses. You're like, oh, this is a gap. This is something that I want to grow in and work on and um, get help in or things of that nature. And so that was an unexpected thing that happened with BPA, that something that happened to me was shifting from thinking like an artist to thinking like a CEO. And I know that's the name of this podcast, but what's amazing is it's true. And I felt the effects long before this podcast existed. That was an effect that BPA had on me was this mental, this cognitive shift. Um, And so that was something that was incredible. And the other thing is, again, Boo purchased the course um, because- when it got to get you an affiliate link or something like girl you don't even need to do that i believe in so much you do not have to no 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 but let me just let me just say this like in the wedding industry a lot of the people i'm guessing that are listening to this are wedding or family portrait photographers and frequently you feel like you have to do your time in the wedding industry you know we have to like build those relationships and get that rapport with planners and all that kind of fun stuff But when it comes to brand photography, you don't have to, air quotes, do your time. You guys don't have to do your time to become a strong brand photographer, to be able to serve people. What you really need is you need to be able to know how to work your camera and, you know, take beautiful photos. But then you need a solid, actionable plan. And Abby in Brand Photography Academy gives you a step-by-step, like, step one, this is what you need to understand. Step two, and she kind of walks you through the process. And then also gives you that creative freedom to make it your own. So she says, this is what works for me. This is what I have found to be tried and true. And now here you go and implement it. You make it your own. And then there's the community that comes along with it, y'all. We have a lot of fun in the Facebook group, just saying, (laughs) uh, where we're able to like share ideas and crowdsource and get our questions answered and all that kind of fun stuff. So it is a great place to hang out and be. But I will just encourage you, you don't have to do your time to be a brand photographer, friends. You get to take the class, put it into action, and like step into your next best brand session like today. You know how Ashlyn always says your best copy isn't in your head, it's in the head of your clients? <laughs> or you're like that, right? Everything you just said right there, I'm just like, mm, transcribe all of that and put that on the sales page because that was that was really great. Thank you for that. <laughs> This was amazing. Denna, thank you so much for taking all this time to come and share with my audience. If people want to come and find, which they should, you are chock full of wisdom. Tell me, where can people find you to follow along and learn more? Ooh, if you want to have tea time and just hang out in the everyday life, you can find me at Denna, D-E-N-N-A-H, on Instagram. Or you can visit me on my website where we have a little bit more of a long-term relationship at DennaReneePhotography.com. Thank you so much, Denna. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Abby. It was a joy to be with you. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?